Uh, welcome to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Ian MacMillan, uh, alongside our trusted producer slash co-host, Andrew Carrion. What's up? What's up, man? Today we have a very special guest and a absolute juggernaut and a hero of mine who's looking at me right now via Skype. The man, the myth, the legend, Jason Gherkin. Ow! How's it going, buddy? Really good. Thanks for being on, dude. Thanks for margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I really do appreciate you being on. Um, of course, man. Looking forward to it for uh, like a week. I was worried awesome. I wasn't going to be able to get here, but um, yeah. we did it. We made it. We made it happen, finally. We made it. Yeah, Gherkin, we actually just did two rounds of our favorite drummers. So we did two podcasts of our favorite drummers. The first one, we were just kind of shooting from the hip. We didn't write anything down. Both me and Andrew both cited you top five no shit oh hands down yeah hands yeah. down and then we had another one do you remember josh northcutt that's stefan's stepbrother little short hairy dude vaguely and i think we're friends on social yeah so. yeah he's a drummer as well yeah he's at cut of the north on on instagram yeah that's him yeah i always exactly. wonder who that guy is yeah that's josh you, you've met Got him it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's a fellow drummer, and he also cited you as one of his favorite drummers. So you have a couple nerds right here that are huge fanboys of everything you've done. Um, so it's a, you know it's a I love you, right? I do know that. <laughs> I do know that. Tiny D, my man. There it is. We've told so Tiny many stories. Dancer. I was like 16 when I first met you, 17, something like that. Stefan has I, more. That was off the hook back then, too. Craziness. Craziness at that old place of yours. Yeah, in the hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, living with your Somebody brother. Somebody bought that place and uh, and redid it, and now it's the definition of opulence. There's a fountain out front, and the oh, whole God. place. Is, yeah, the whole place is painted with glossy paint, and it's <laughs> like the whole neighborhood is still shit, but that place is still there, really? and it looks like, it looks like some bazillionaire bought it and decided to live in the hood weird but nothing else is nice around it yeah basically they're trying to redo the neighborhood around those two places gentrify it yeah yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) so how's it how's it being back in kc oh my god it is so boring i can only imagine you know there's i mean kansas city's what four or five years behind everything else that happens in the world so rock and roll happened on the coast, on like either coast and north and south, for like the last eight or nine years. Yeah, it's still not here. Everything here is singer songwriter and folk and right bullshit outlaw country. With it's like okay, so you have a beard that doesn't make you outlaw country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. You know? I'm so tired of the jingle jangle, hey ho, oh, fucking bullshit. 
it's it's always something, man. For a while, it was just it was uh, what was that band called with all the goddamn shakers and tambourines? They're still touring. But Brian Jonestown, whatever yeah, shit. Yeah, oh, Jesus, yeah. Ugh. I mean, not, I don't hate it, but that was a thing for a while with all the shakers and tambos. What's and the that, uh, Portland band? Dan, Dandy Warhols. They're the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. Like a bad Rolling Stones. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, you've got that one Rolling Stones record. Yeah. There's a lot of other Rolling Stones records, guys. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, as much as you think Casey is behind the times, for us in this little suburb of Portland, the Midwest was the biggest musical influence for us. Right, Andrew? Yeah, big time. Just that style. Well, especially the drummers. Oh, yeah. It was for us, too. It, it actually, the entire Midwest, all the way from like eastern Ohio, all the way, I mean, went to Chicago, went to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin, right? I didn't just mess that up. And, and whatever. Yeah. It, down to Omaha, all the way to Wichita and Austin. And, and like the entire Midwest was crushing it through oh. the late 80s, early 90s, and then yes. like on into maybe even the late 90s. Oh, but then, I'd say even further, like early 2000s. I mean, you and Shiner and well, Hum and... I'm curious to what happened. I, I think it was... I think it was... Uh, I think it was, uh, like, internet and the availability of oh, yeah. everything kind of just made people not be so hungry for music anymore. It's like they had everything at their disposal, so they didn't really have to, like, fight for it anymore. So that yeah. whole scene, just, and also, we all got older. Sure. And, and it, you know, we got, we weren't teenagers. We weren't early 20s anymore. And people got tired of fighting for it. Yeah. So that whole scene of the Midwest kind of just croaked. And it's been at least 15, 16 years since anything happened. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, it's sad to see that happen because, again, not, not just the bands and a genre as a whole. But specifically for drummers, I mean, obviously yeah. you, Brian St. Pierre, uh, the dude from Houston. That I always forget his name. Ian Prince. Ian Prince. That motherfucker, too. <laughs> Craziness. Right? And don't, don't forget about uh, Metcalf. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it goes on. And obviously Tim that Dow. He's still killing it. He's still killing it. He's got his own band now. I don't remember what they're called, but he plays bass. Well, and I mean, they're fantastic. Well, you guys, I mean... The thing you have to know is, like, you guys inspired a whole wave of people out here to to drum like you. And, like, when I was really young, I started Dave Grohl's, like, the guy, right? Just hit hard, yeah, yeah. hit with conviction. Totally. But then I met you guys, like, oh, you can do that, but also have a little, like, arrogance and play behind the beat a little bit. A lot of halftime shit. And, yeah. I, like, I always yeah, use dude. this example. I once was watching you drum, and you do this shit that cracked me up. You would you would hit you'd hit two symbols and then only grab and choke one. Yeah. So, so you let the other one ring out, but you just hit one. And I always thought of like how funny that was because you were just doing it because you could. You <laughs> yeah. didn't have any other real. I mean, you'd hear the pss, the choke thing, but if you really want to, you would have stopped both. Right. So like you're well, just doing it to show that you could. <laughs> there's, there's there's also there's hey there's more shit to do. Yeah. I only have time to catch one man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta make it around with those two toms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, that's, that's stupid extra snare drum. You know, fuck it. Yeah, the extra snare, <laughs> the the two floor toms, that was a big inspiration for us for sure. 
that's fucking like maybe the coolest thing I've ever heard. Oh, I mean, and uh, yeah, you have no honestly, idea. honestly. When I started playing music, that's why I did it. I was like, I kind of just want people to play because they want to play, and if if I influence some people, and then I get to hang out with them and talk with them about their own version of whatever they do, yeah, then then yeah. that is success. I never, I always kind of realized there was never going to be any money in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear just, you. Let- I did it for I did it for friends and fun. And legend, man. I mean, yeah, again, you created a whole thing out here. Now, I know you guys saw a bit of it, but that the lasting ripple of that wave out here in the suburbs of Portland, well, I mean, it's still being felt today. If you drop Don't the name Shiner, everyone knows it. Don't you make me cry. <laughs> I mean, it's something like too. ours. I'm so emo. Oh, me too. Bro, I'm the emoist ever. Don't make me cry. When were you born? 71. No, I mean, like what month? July. Oh. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. July. It's no. You're a Cancer. No, it was late July. Oh, okay. See, I'm July fourth, so I'm a Cancer. Yeah, I probably should have been. I think I was late. Yeah, because uh, I'm like the canceriest Cancer of all time. Yeah. Very, is, that, is that an is that an emo thing? Super emo. Super sensitive. Yeah. Defensive. Man, I, yeah. I cry at commercials and shit. <laughs> Yeah, like Wells Fargo commercials and shit. I was hanging out with this girl, and she wanted me to watch uh, some love story. What was that? Call Me By Your Name or whatever. Mm. You know, have you heard about that thing? I love that movie. Okay, so I'm hesitant to watch it with her because I know I'm going to cry. So you haven't seen it? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. So she wants to to watch it with me, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll watch it with you. But I keep putting it off because I know I'm just going to ball my eyeballs off. You're going to sob. But the thing is, it's it's actually a happy it's a happy cry. I'll say that. All right, fine. I mean, and the filmmaking alone, I, I've seen it probably two, maybe three times. It was one of my favorite movies to come out last year. What was that movie with the creature from the Black Lagoon that, that was that won the awards? What was that thing called? Something was it? Shape of Water. J- yeah, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. That's right. I was going to say the Weight of Water, but that's not it. The, the Shape of Water. I cried like four times in that movie. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, it was Me fantastic. Too. Yeah, that guy's he's the shit. What's up, Dummy? Hang on, watch this. You wanna see a dog, dog puke? Oh no. <laughs> hurt, 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 oh, there's a dog puke. Is she gonna yeah. do it? Oh. Nah, she's not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's it's fun though? Bunny she goes That's her name? Yeah. Bunny. She she's a she's a puker. She gets she gets all anxi- excited. She's got high, super high anxiety. Yeah. And she'll get a little snot in her throat, and she goes, ah! And <laughs> like three feet. It's hilarious. Oh, that's, that's great. Like she, The Exorcist. She shoots whole pieces of food across the room. It's hilarious. That's awesome. Well, what what are you up to these days, man? Nothing. I just work. Just working? Bartending. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a weird season for my bar because we have a lot of, we've got a, a huge patio, so it's slam packed all the time and i'm like the veteran bartender so they asked me to do a bunch of junk to get ready for the season yeah season yep so i've been doing a lot of that lately but i started playing drums at paul malinowski's studio recently oh cool and uh we're trying to set up a thing where people can email um uh parts or you know i don't even know how to do it but they're emailing stuff and then i can record to it and send it back to them so i've got a couple emails i've got a couple emails with files on them 
It's a great idea. That I need to get after. Oh, dude, but... you could slay that, Gherkin. If you, yeah. if you set it up right, I mean, people could be sending you files all day. Yeah, I mean, that's that kind of great. the plan is, yeah. is to get that studio working as basically my drum studio where I get to go play. I've been doing that and collecting drums. Ooh, I kind of noticed that. Yeah, you and, keep posting uh, all these pictures. Yeah, I got a, a really disgusting 1971 butcher block Ludwig with all ze- um, Bonzo sizes. Nice. That's awesome, they're, man. They're huge. And as soon as we get, I'm going to get the edges cut with the guys from CNC and do a little rehab on them so that they sound good and sturdy. Yeah. And Well, Ludwig has always been your, your band of choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in so the rad. early days, it was Slingerland, but Slingerland never really made a resurgence. What, so, what so, era would that have been? When my first, come? my first drum set that I ever bought um, after my <clears throat> my first drum set I ever bought as a grown up was a '63 White Satin Flame Slingerland set. With, it was a 2013-16. Wow. And it sounded... It's like a jazz that, kit. Yeah, that's the record, or that's the, the one that I recorded the first Molly Maguire record with. No shit? Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And, uh... Wow. It took, it took, uh... What was that guy's name? Dave? I don't remember his fucking name. Anyway, <clears throat> guy used to work with Bark Market. It took him... Oh, wow. Hours and hours and hours and hours to get any drum sounds out of it. We, had, we were running... We were running the kick drum through a combo amp in the live room into another like big diaphragm, large diaphragm mic to get any sound out of it. It was, it was an ordeal. It was really yeah. fun. We learned a lot, but right. the one thing I did learn is that I don't play 20 inch kick drums. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll... yeah, it was 20 to 24 and I never looked anywhere else for a kick drum. There's a picture you posted at Earth Analog, where's that? Is that's that Matt Talbot's. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's okay. Talbot's studio. Yeah, the uh, hashtag Franken kit. Yeah, so that's your blue Ludwig with a orange. It's something. a it's a it's a gold. It looks orange, but it's a gold sparkle CNC made ten ply fifteen inch, uh, fifteen by twenty four that they made for me because the the guys in Hum said that my uh, Vista Light kit wasn't loud enough. Jeez, <laughs> wow. Really? So, yeah, well, they're playing basically full stacks in stereo. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, and they couldn't hear my kick drum. Mm. So I got that thing. And then they they didn't like it because it was too loud. <laughs> they can't win. Can't win. Yeah. It's too loud. That story is a bittersweet heartbreaker, isn't it? It is such a bittersweet heartbreaker. It was so fun to watch you. I band. sucked so hard that night, though. God, that was the worst show I played on an entire tour. I'm it's, sorry. It's I always really, worse than you think it is, though. You know that. I really wanted to give it to you guys that night. And oh, you I did. You blew did. it. Nah. That was seriously that was the worst show of the tour, and I wanted it to be the best. Yeah, I think well, um, the only thing I remember you fucking up was maybe one of the older songs, like "Pinch and Roll" towards the end. Oh, really? Yeah, we didn't play that oh, one. Oh, there you go. Maybe I it wasn't up that. A couple or not Pinter, Ironclad Lou. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. But, I hey, mean, man. 
People don't get it, man. You can't hear sometimes, and it's like you're just going to get lost. It just falls apart. And and you've got alcohol poisoning from the night before. You know. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, man. How many? I'm I'm sorry. I really am. I really wanted to lay it down for you guys. Kidding me? And I, I, I gave you about sixty-five percent. Well, here's the thing. Even if you did, it was still one of the better shows I've seen anytime you play. Not to suck your your dick via the internet, but I've also been lucky enough to see countless of really great shows in the past. Some of the best drumming I've ever seen was shows I've seen you play. Man, I like, like, well, you know, it makes a a huge difference to me when I'm hitting stuff in front of people that I enjoy hitting stuff in front of. Right. So if if I'm playing to a room full of people I don't know or don't give a rat's ass about. Yeah. You're just walking in. Yeah, exactly. I just punch a clock and play. But when you guys are there, it's a it's a different thing, man. I got to play for you. I have to. How, now, how long did you play with Hum? How all of 2015. Okay. Yeah. But they went all around. Yeah. It was a lot of shows. Yeah. I was pretty heartbroken that that motherfucker wanted his job back. Yeah. Yeah. That I motherfucker. Know. <laughs> hey, you're gonna take a tour with me. I gotta go get beer out of the fridge. Take Here we a go. tour. Take your time. Woo! It's called a laptop, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's the wave of the future. Andrew, you can't see it, but he's walking it is. to his house. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's it. It's me, ladies and gentlemen, a microwave. Ooh, that's a nice <laughs> little place. Right. It's all right. I have a good time here. Are you alone in there? Or do you have a, a gal? Nah, it's mine. Nice. Man, come on. Come on now. Ain't nobody going to date me. <laughs> Undateable. You know better. You know. Some things I never mean, we change. Talk, we could talk about it if you want, but you know. I've told some stories. I've told stories about a towel that I wasn't supposed to touch in your bathroom. Yeah, right. So this is the logo for my brewery. It's pretty cool, oh, right? Oh, look at that. That's yeah. rad. Brewery Imperial. If you ever come to KC, please check this place out. They're fantastic. Awesome. There's the plug. The end. There's the plug. <laughs> we'll put it in the credits if you want. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, hey, will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you plug, Um, I mean, whatever, Zildjian? Yeah. They take such good care of me. Uh, I don't even know how to thank them or give them as much props as they deserve. They are insanely cool. It's awesome. And I, I would never play another symbol. Well, why would you? I mean, no one, well, I, some, no one I know that some, takes it seriously does. Some people offer you stuff and they're like, Hey, do this or do this. And your friends are like, Oh man, I play feisty or, you know, I got this Sabian thing I can hook you up with. And I was like, you know, I'm broke. So right. that's cool. Sure. But I can't, there's can't. no fucking way. No, it's just the it's the standard. It's a gold standard. Yeah. No, I absolutely. Get it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty good about my Ludwig, uh, my Ludwig Zildjian combo thing. And oh, every yeah. once in a while, a little C and C stuff too. I mean, yeah, but that's I gotta, pretty cool. Got to hang up with boys. Sure. Yeah, those are some local boys, right? Yeah, and real, real, real righteous dudes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I remember hearing about that drum company. I think through you guys, through your your whole world yeah they kind of blew up with the fallout boy 
uh, hookup. Mm. Uh, I think the drummer from the Fallout Boy actually is invested in that company or owns part of that company. Wow. I don't know. It could be hearsay, but I think he is or at least was an investor in that company. So Damn. That was, that's how they blew up was the Fallout Boy connection. Apparently he lives here in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had heard that Newton was guitar teching for him for a minute and then had to fill in on guitar, actually, for a little bit. Oh, yeah, he does that. He fills in on guitar all the time. He's filling in uh, Breeders. Oh, yeah. And then uh, he was filling in with Band of Horses. Wow. Yeah, he's he's a... Apparently, he is the man. Yeah, he... Which o- doesn't surprise me. He's like a... Oh. He's a, he's a kind of a tech wizard. Yeah, and, and he, he's a good hang. I mean, Josh is such a nice guy. Yeah, we didn't get along when we were in Shiner because we were of different ilks. I like to party. Yeah. And uh, I like to sniff drugs. <laughs> sure. And uh, he was married and trying to live the married life and do that thing. So, And I had no interest in it at all. Well, to and be, so, to so be fair, it didn't work out for him. Well, yeah. You know. And so now we're kind of... I stopped sniffing drugs, and he likes to party a little bit. So <laughs> right. you now we are we're great friends. Now, have you heard that C leaving machine and shit? No, I was just looking through that the other day. I I mean, I heard like a clip, but I didn't see you drumming on it though. It no, was it wasn't guy. it wasn't me on that first record. And to be totally honest, uh, many apologies, Josh. It's not my favorite thing to listen to, although I love playing it. Right, I I think the live version of those songs when we when we do them live is really fun and dramatic and exciting and the songs are short. Yep, it's like a thirty forty minute nut kick. It's great. That's I really awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. It's really like, like how would you describe it? I mean, check the. I, I don't know. I'm not versed in that in those genres of music like those guys are. Um, I've always been the kind of guy that doesn't like to listen to music very much because I think it pollutes my ideas. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, so, it does. It makes a lot of sense, especially I as a think drummer. If, if I listened to the music that those guys listen to all the time, then I would fall right in the line with what they try to play, and then the music wouldn't be as rounded. Right. So I kind of just stick to my own stupid brain when it comes time to play along with stuff. So I don't, I wouldn't be able to explain it to you because I'm not versed in that scene or that genre or those genres of music. Yeah. But if you, I mean, you can listen to it and then imagine what I might do live. It's basically playing the parts with, with vibe and a couple different fills. Ah, that's the way to do it. Especially for you know drumming. I mean? Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I definitely do. Just so, clear yeah. your brain and go in there and respond. Yeah. And so when I listened to the songs, when I had to learn them, I would go in and learn the structure and the basic parts. And then we would all kind of teach each other the version of the song that we wanted to play live. And it worked perfectly. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that band is, it's kind of one of my favorites that I get to work with. Is he playing guitar? Yeah. And keyboard and making all kinds of noise. And What can he do? 
Yeah, Steve Jesus. from Season Risk is singing and making. Oh, wow. It's a, yeah, it's an amazing spectacle. It's a fun show. It really is. There's another band, Season Risk. Yeah. Yep. That That's was crazy. A, that guy, Steve, is, is a special guy. He's one of my favorite people I've ever met. That but awesome. currently, I'd rather talk about the birth effects. Let's do it. Have you seen what they're doing right now? They just did punk rock bowling. The stage they played on was gigantic. They played to thousands of people. I am so excited for those guys. They got a new record out. Now, uh, if I ever go back to... Here's the deal. If I ever go back to Los Angeles, which I may, I think about it all the time. If I go back there, the Birth Defects has spoken about being a two-drummer punk rock band. Whoa. Yeah. And that drummer that they've got right now, Anthony, is no fucking joke. Oh, kid, I forgot about this band. Yeah, that kid came to a he came to one birth defects practice and sat on a couch and watched us rehearse. And then the next time I saw him, he was doing everything perfectly. I was like, "You actually get it. You get how ridiculous this is." And he's like, "Fuck yeah, man. Thank you for letting me come." I was like, "I love that kid. He's so, awesome." So what happened? I, is it just I because you're not there? What's that? Is it just because you're not in L.A.? Yeah, and they wanted to keep playing. And so they did, and they're crushing it. Yeah, check him out. His name is Anthony Drinkwater. And you didn't want to keep playing? Oh, yeah, I wanted to keep playing with him, but I was too far away to, to show up at practices. Oh, I, I was, see. Yeah. I was so broke, I couldn't make it to shows, and I couldn't, you know, at the time, I couldn't do a whole lot. Yeah. So I mean, I probably could now, but whatever. What was the actual reason for you moving back to the Midwest? I don't know if I ever heard. My my boss, uh, one of my bosses is a little high. Well, one of my bosses was a little high strung, and he got it in his head that he couldn't trust me with. I don't know whatever they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I was just basically a soldier who did what I was told. I wasn't I wasn't being creative and like trying to improve the company. I was just yeah doing what I was told. Yeah. And they fired me. Yeah. So you just and had to go back to where the, the work was? No. Uh, my family, I could have gone back to another job in L.A. I could have kept there. I could have stayed there. But Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm At the time, I was 43 years old, and my grandparents were 85, 90. And, oh, now I remember. And yeah. my, dad, my dad's been sicker and sicker the whole time, so I was like, well, I let's go hang out. Yeah, you told me something about your old man. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's go hang out with the family and yeah. spend a little time with them before they croak. And I nailed it. I got it just in time. My grandparents both died in the last year. so I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, they were damn near 100, but wow. I missed them. Yeah, Fuck. they were kick-ass. So I miss them, but yeah. the timing was pretty good. They always encouraged me. They were the, they were the people that, that were like, yeah, I'll keep doing what you're doing. Right. Don't. You don't have to do things the way we did. You can go do things the way you want to do. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm very lucky, too. My my parents were the same way. Yeah, um, I love it. The whole time. I mean, they still are yeah. now. That's awesome. I mean, I always had a little backlash from my stepdad and the other parts of my family. You should get a wife and a house and a job. And when are you going to stop playing music and, yep. you know, all that shit. And I was like, dude. Life is short. I like to party. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> I like to, I I like to have a good time, and I don't have any time. I really just don't have a whole lot of time for uh, 
or bullshit. Stress, stressing myself out with the normalities of what people think they should do, and I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't compute to me. Well, and I, I'm, okay, I'm okay with being broke over it. That's fine. Totally okay with it. See, that's the difference. That's you. you yeah, you've accepted. <laughs> I, I want to live my life the way I fucking want to live it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no. And I don't care. I know. Well, I, I think we would be uh, totally missing an opportunity if I didn't talk to you and cover Shiner at some point in this conversation. Yeah, do it. So obviously, that's for Andrew and I. That's again top five, top ten favorite bands of all time. For, for and a lot of people I know. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, I, I love that band. So yeah, and, and I know you do. I know. I'm okay. I'm okay with the compliment, man. I, it's, it was a thing for me too. Well, it's funny every time you guys say, "All right, this is the last show." Yeah, and then it's not. Stop, man. You guys are we pulling the Jay Z shit. <laughs> We're gonna retire, okay. and then we don't. We love it. We have such a good time. So what, what's up with it? Is it just? Is it always gonna be that? It's when you guys feel it, you'll get together and do your thing, or or yeah, yeah. You're not gonna it, get in it, a van and go on a month long tour to some small shows. Oh, he's looking around. You would. You would. Silence. He's looking at me. He's giving me the look. <laughs> we just got a look, ladies and gentlemen. We got a look. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but uh, we enjoy each other's company more than we ever have. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't and that funny? We're all a lot easier to work with now, which could could not be a good thing. Oh, but you know that's true. I mean, that's kind of the thing about Shiner that we all loved. It was like there was tension, always tension. You You're all alphas, every single fucking one of you. Yeah, and, you can hear it, and you can feel that tension. Like ah, oh, they might break up tonight. Let's <laughs> yeah. fucking enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, and it's a fun thing to but feel it makes on a great stage, band. and we all like it. Right. It feels good to us on stage. I get it. I get it. It makes great art. Writing writing music is kind of hard, but so what? Yeah. But, so, we've been talking about stuff for a while. I don't know. I'm, I probably shouldn't be talking about this in public, but fuck yeah, it. Yeah, don't, don't if you don't want to. Hey, man. Or do. I've had two margaritas and a growler. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Keep recording, Andrew. <laughs> I might even play it for you. <laughs> oh my good Christ! Don't ah, don't psych. do this. Oh. <laughs> after the, after the Skype call, after the Skype call, we went to uh, we went to Matt Talbot Studio, went to Earth Analog, and uh, the four of us uh, banged out a roughly five song demo. What? When in, was this? In three or four days in February. Okay. Okie dokie. Yeah. Okie dokie artichokey. Um, and I got to tell you, I went into it with, with uh, the mindset of don't prepare for this because I want my brain to be open, right? You know, sure. like I do. Yep. So my chops were a little fucked, and I was trying to remember arrangements and changes and all of those sorts of things. So my playing is very rudimentary. It's it's very simple. Skeletons, uh, skeletons of drum parts. Yeah. And now when I listen to it, it's it's good. Uh, there's some okay ideas, 
It's a demo. But but there's yeah, it's very first demo. Right. So we've we've actually just yesterday started emailing again about when to go back and work on some more Oh my gosh. Uh, second version of it. And it looks like September is gonna be second demo version. Woo. Same studio? Uh, I don't know. Well, Who knows? I happen to know a lot Paul's of music producers studio. that can help. Paul's you. got a studio. It's like <laughs> I kind of would rather do it. I, I would rather do it in Kansas City, yeah, or dude. in Chicago, because we have you know, we can get away from each other, yeah. a little, and come back and be fresh instead of having all be in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, that's kind of what we're used to doing. So maybe that would be the best thing for us to do. I don't know. I just kind of let everybody else decide what we're going to do, and I go, "Yep, I'm in." Yeah. But I have a this. There's there's one or two songs in particular that every time I hear it, I just kind of go, "What the fuck is this?" God damn. This is like. Oh, it's. Boy. I mean, oh, imagine, boy. imagine getting punched in the face by Paul. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to, but okay. That's what it feels like when you listen to it. It's like, fuck. Well, you've been punched in the face by Paul. <laughs> no, I haven't. Or have you punched him? I didn't, it's one of those two. No, there was there was a threat of punching, but that never came to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad because my face would look very differently if I'd been punched Paul by Paul. Paul is—he's a pure man. Well, the first time I saw him on stage, at least, he was wearing that T-shirt you swear that said "The Boss," boss. or yeah. just "Boss." <laughs> yeah. That fucking like oil oil rig tattoo, or whatever the hell it is. The radio tower. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was an oil mill <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> that tells you my memories. Dog yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, that cowboy hat too. So. Yeah, the fucking cowboy hat. I'm like, what the hell? Jason's wearing overalls, and like, this is some crazy <laughs> shit. Leather pants. Who knows? Yeah, leather pants or overalls. I I'm sure you do. You want me to put them on? Fuck it. <laughs> leather pants for the podcast. For this audio-based podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, I put them on, and you're looking at my fucking neck up. Yeah, exactly. Right. I should have worn them. Fuck it, man. I should have worn those Just things. for vibe. Well, we'll, we'll keep doing know. this. You'll be a regular guest. I know. I thought about like lighting some candles and putting on yeah. a costume. Like, ah, fuck that. Well, next time, man. We'll get weird yeah. next okay. time. We can upload the video next time, too. Okay. Um, Dude, I can't believe you're on this podcast. This is great. Oh, man. It's a, it's a, real, it's a real treat. I've never done anything like this before. Last time I did an interview, it took... Do you remember this? When I did that interview with that guy from somewhere in New York, like some small town in New York. Yeah. Dude interviewed me. Dude interviewed me for like fucking two hours. I talked to this guy on the phone for two hours. And the only thing that showed up in the fucking interview was me saying, I'll give anybody five bucks if they can find five mistakes. And I was like, that's not what I fucking said. Oh. Jesus Christ. Like about your I, drumming? Yeah, I was telling him that the entire record was covered in mistakes, and I was like, you just don't know which ones are intentional and which ones are mistakes, because I just keep all my mistakes. Right. I'm like, that sounds fun. Keep it. I'll keep learn it. how to play that. Oh, my God. What a yeah. dick bag. Yeah, and so that's all I put. I'll give you five bucks if you can find five mistakes. And I was like, motherfucker, 
that's not me. That's not what I said. And well, if I ever see you again, yeah, you're toast. That's a dick move because I'm not that guy. Well, that's what I love about podcasting. I mean, this is not an interview. Like we're just we're talking the way yeah, that human beings talk. Yeah. yeah, I wrote down we a few don't, things, but we don't I don't get to hang out ever. Exactly. Like this yeah. is what that's for. I mean, that's why I started to do this goddamn thing because I want to talk to my buddies and music. I'm not touring. I'm not playing shows. It's right. the one way I could stay involved. Fuck, man. Hit me up anytime. Fuck yeah. You, I definitely will, man. I want to get Newton on. I would love to have Alan on. I, I know he's... Al-Anon. Alan on. <laughs> <laughs> How's he doing these days? You talk oh, to him? Oh, shit. I forgot to tell you my joke. Let's hear it. God damn it. Are you ready for this? All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to lean in. Let's hear it. I'm going to go stretch. <sighs> All right. Okay. i'm already cracking up he's already laughing (laughs) my wife fuck i fucked it up already (laughs) okay well take take two andrew you got it yeah all right joe take two my ex-wife hated that i was so into horoscopes it tore us apart That is such a dumb dad joke. <laughs> I wish you, everyone could see his face. He's so proud of himself. He's just lit with pride. Oh, it's the worst shit ever. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, but I got, so I got one more. I got one more. I made, this, right. I made this joke up. I made this joke up like fucking 10 years ago. Okay. And initially it was, initially it was flies, but I changed it. Okay. Okay, so... How many Sherpas does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know how many. At least two. But how'd they get in there? Wait, I don't get it. Do you get it, Andrew? Not really. How many Sherpas does it take to screw in a light bulb? How do they get in there? I mean, I've never seen two Sherpas screw in a light bulb before. Oh, my God. He's doing the finger in the hole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is super low brow. <laughs> Once I saw your face, explain it with one of these faces. I don't know. How do they get in the light bulb? Right. God damn it. That's terrible. It's trickery. You should write Gherkin's joke book and sell it. Yeah. I got a bunch of books. I'm going to write a book of drum fills. <laughs> How are you going to describe it via book? Well, it's just they're just going to be numbered. Oh. Like you an know, actual chart number? No, it's going to be, you know, uh, audio book. Gotcha. And I, there, I don't know how many there's going to be. I've, I've only got to four so far, but there's got to be hundreds of them, you know. <laughs> uh... Um, what want, though. Like, it starts off with like the Ringo Phil, like, uh, dude, get that. That's like number one. Okay, that makes sense. That would be a and you then, think. like you know number fourteen is gonna be like, yep, you know, and then you know, the book of drum fills. The book of drum fills. Yeah, That's like number fifty. Yeah, that's a very you thing too. Yeah, that's very you thing. It'd almost be funnier if you describe the fills with those sounds and you write them out like, bam, 
Yeah, actually absolutely. write that out. Because we would get it. I know I would. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd work. You know, that's, you know, you could use them. Just here, here's one for you. Drummer and producers, drum. producers will say, uh, can you give me a number 37? <laughs> yeah, and you'd know that that was number 37 in the Gherkin drum fill book. Yeah, and then you know if you're if you're on a if you're on a studio sesh, you're like give me uh, give me a number thirty seven uh, right there at the end. Uh, got it. Yeah, right there. And the drummer's like, but uh, w- uh, and then you don't know number thirty seven. I thought you did your homework. Bro. I thought you were a drummer. Huh. Yep. So yeah, wasted opportunities, man. So I'm telling you. Hey, a little little change of change of pace here. Do you still have skin problems, the psoriasis? I I got diagnosed with it on my head. Yeah, I man. Didn't tell you that I have it on my scalp. It's fun shit. It's fun shit. It's terrible. I mean, it really is. Do you got? Do you have meds that work? So to be clear, I have it so small, and it's only on my scalp. Thank God, knock on wood for now. Yeah. So I take like a a topical thing. That's all I take. Does it work? You using it? Yeah. What it are you works. using? What are you using? Oh, I don't fucking remember. Some stingy shit I put on my scalp. Yeah, what it's you... alcohol based. It's a yeah. like a lo- lotion solution. Yeah, it feels like that. Is that what you yeah, do? I, yeah, I use a clobetazole propionate solution. Good lord! And it clears it right up. I use that shit four or five days in a row, and it goes away. Yeah, I remember this, talking to you about that. I can't get this shit to go away on your Will elbows. Not go away. Does it get worse in the the hot and humid, sticky Kansas City? You know, nah, it doesn't. No, it doesn't get any worse on my body, but my fingernails get fucking wrecked in the summertime. I don't know what that's about. They it goes away in the wintertime, but my fingernails pop off in the summertime. They're gnarly, dude. That area of the country is just horseshit for weather. Oh my god, he's showing us his fingernails. Whoa. Yeah, it's a real fucking treat. It's all, it's kind of fungusy, right? No, it's just skin that grows too fast, and I don't know why the fuck it does it. Dude, I have terrible skin too. My yeah. Scottish Irish skin is just dog shit. It's always here. Power to the pink people. Yeah, I just got my DNA test results back. I did one of those fucking I forget what they're called, but where you send in your you spit in a little tube and yeah, yeah. Uh, it turns out I'm white. This just <laughs> in. I'm super duper white. <laughs> Hey man, me too. Yeah, what is gherkin? Is that a German thing? It's adopted, and they don't know. They don't know. They think it. They think it's German, but I think they did a. They did one of those DNA tests and found out that they were. I think they were English, maybe. I could see that. I could see you being a goddamn Brit. I know my other family's very English, very English and Belgian. Mm. Yeah, I, I could kind of see you with an Englishy, Irish, Scottishy. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Have you uh, have you seen any good movies lately? No, but I'm going to see uh, what's that fucking movie tonight? The the, the guy that with the thing that does the stuff. Han Solo. Nope. Other one. Uh, the Avengers. Nope. Deadpool. Oh, that one. Deadpool two. Yep. Yeah, I knew. I think it's Got a drummer dip. thing. That I understood what you meant. The guy that does the yeah. thing with the stuff. Like, yeah, no, I can't. I I'm like, I don't fucking know. I got a, a Deadpool date tonight. Nice. With a gal? Yeah. Or with yeah. A she, and 
Like, I've never, I've never known a human being with this name, but it's my favorite name. Ooh, Lily. That's super adorable. That's my favorite name. Nice. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that Who song, "Pictures of Lily"? Mm-mm. Maybe I have. I don't know. It's my favorite Who song. Is it like a rocker or one of their kind of softer ones? No, it's a rocker, but it's back in the days when they were doing like dramatic. Uh, what do they fucking call that? Like opera, rock opera. Right. It's uh, it's got French horns in it, and it's it's uh, Keith Moon extravaganza. Pictures. Pictures of Lily. I'm gonna look that up right now. I used I, to fucking shit. I, you know what? I'm gonna look that up right motherfucking now. Oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is that... Are you getting that through? Yeah. Whoa, those fills are super you. Yeah. It's about this magazine he's jacking off to. Dude, I, I feel like I missed a ton of that band. Like, are there, I. Oh, yeah. Wait. Whoop. Ooh. That's a very super draggy, too. Yeah, big time. The end is when they, the, the French horns come in. Let's skip to the end. Well, it was skip to end. Yeah, yeah, it was that. It does the same thing, but it goes into this like solo section, but it's kind of a a French horn solo because people can't solo for shit. Kids can't solo for shit. Yeah. So it's like pictures of Lily. (laughs) Everybody goes off, and it's this big fucking thing. Dude, that's like that's my favorite hoop song. That reminds me of the uh, making love cover you guys did (laughs) dude that is one of the fucking craziest covers i remember it was either you or al were telling me about you're like yeah okay so we covered making love by bad company i was like oh cool does it sound just like it you're like nope (laughs) nothing about it's the same except the lyrics i mean for the most part i mean you definitely do the the dinner yeah it's super backwards when it goes we, we did it backwards yeah, yeah. Blado, boom, blado. Oh, that's so yeah, shiner so. to do. <laughs> Just to yeah. flip it. Did you ever hear the Journey cover that we did? Um, I don't. I've heard oh, everything you guys have ever God, done. Oh my God, it was so fucking good. I mean, it was basically. What era just... was this? Towards the end, I think that actually, the Journey cover that we up. did was the song that broke us up. Do you explain. We wanted to do, Al and I love Journey. Okay, clearly. And so we wanted to get on this Journey comp. Um, and I don't remember what it was called. And I don't even know if I have it. I can look, though. So I got you up in the corner still, but you still got me? Yeah, gotcha. Okay, cool. So we were, um, we wanted to be on this Journey comp. Um, Shiner. By the so way, we Wikipedia were... has you listed as post-hardcore. How funny yeah, is I know. That? Isn't that weird? Um, so 
we wanted to do uh, what was that song? Oh, anytime. And there it is. Ooh, ooh, anytime that you want me, you know that song. Yeah, totally. So we wanted to do that song because it's kind of a rocker. It's a ballad, you know. And um, so Alan and I got together and we put an arrangement together that was basically. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I had been listening to Black Flag a little bit at the time. Mm, delicious. So I took, I took the uh, – was it Black Flag? I think it was Black Flag. I think it's on the opposite – on B-side of My War. Um, I got – I took the, the drum beat from Nothing Left Inside – and played God, where the fuck is it? I don't think we I don't think I have it. God damn it. So I know. did you guys do any time or which one did you end up doing? We did any time, but I used the drum beat. Can you still see me? Yeah, I can still I can see you. Okay. I can't see me, so I'm gonna try and figure this out. Uh, oh, you don't have the little corner of you? There, I got me now. Okay. okay. Trying to adjust my frame so that whatever. So I used the drumbeat from Nothing Left Inside with a double hi-hat. Look up Nothing Left Inside. Okay. By Black Black Flag. Left. So this intro drumbeat got stuck in my head. I got it here. This? Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. So I, took that, I took that drum beat and I did double hi-hat on it. Okay. Whoa. And it turned, it was piano, drums, and a bass. And Al played piano and bass and then sang all the lyrics really creepy down low, like smooth and kind of creepy it was fucking awesome but josh and paul hated it and they're like we don't like the new direction let's not do this anymore oh no way it was i thought it was fucking kick-ass but the the thing about it there was no guitar you know it's dude i wish that you guys i mean I, i you know take it with a grain of salt i obviously was in the band so i don't get a vote but my favorite bands often will do this thing where if all four guys don't like it, they scrap it. And I get it. I've yeah. been a part of it. I've been a contributing yeah. member to doing that. But I sometimes I wish my favorite bands would just say, okay, well, like Led Zeppelin did it all the time. The Beatles did it all the time. Two of the guys would take a back seat and they're like, all right, this is not my thing, but we'll let I know. Paul and, and you know John do this one and we'll just take – Whatever, like that could have been I you know. and Al's thing, and Paul and Josh could have just been like, ah, eh, this is clearly not, not our vibe, but here's this thing we did. Yeah, you know, like Go, take a fucking smoke break, bro. Take a fucking smoke <laughs> break. It's yeah, you're part of the gang. Like just fucking yeah. let it go. It's not all. I'm like, ah, how about you guys? How about you guys write a couple songs with a drum machine and give me a motherfucking break? <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> especially in Shiner. God damn. Good God. 
Basically running on a treadmill for an hour. <laughs> Dude, a two-hour Shiner show is like... Oh. That's the fucking funniest thing ever. People don't get that, like, like blast beat speed metal is far easier to do, like, as far as a full show than doing yeah. something like Shiner. Yeah, because you don't have to use your you don't have to use your shoulders in a black no. uh, it, show. It's all just feet and syncopation, like mashuga and the, I mean they're all good. The only the only twisted, muscles but... I don't use are my fucking uh, quads and my legs. How so? The only, the only muscles I never use are my fucking like thighs. Oh muscles. yeah, especially the way you play. Yeah. yeah, everything else I use my back and my stomach and everything else. Yeah. It's but I never stand up, so my quads don't get any exercise. So I have uh, uh, chicken legs. Well, I want to play this anytime song. Wait, no. Get back did, here. did you find it? Uh, not, not from Shiner. Dude, if you can find that shit, if you can find a journey comp, ooh, can I find that? That's a good question. This is the journey version. Yeah. God, their vocals are so crazy. Yeah, right? Oh, man. I'm hearing what you described to me with that... Yeah. With that beat? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a fucking cool song. So what was done with it? Uh, It went on a journey comp that I can't find. and And That's it? I mean, I don't know... Which one of you guys has access to the internet that can find a journey comp in 10 seconds? Andrew does. Don't worry about 10 seconds. We can edit. I, I definitely want to find that, Gherkin. It's really cool. I, I I loved it. I was really disappointed that they would that they were so not into it that they'd break it. Well, here's the thing. Those guys were both married, and Al was married. Everybody was married but me. Those guys were more concerned about having the band be a viable source of supplemental income Mm -hmm. than I was. I was making money as a bartender. Oh, right. And these guys were looking for it to be a bigger source of income because it took so much time away from their jobs. So, yeah. So they were like, I I can't continue to do this. I need to, things need to move. And at yeah. that time, labels were not accepting bands uh, that weren't moving units, right? Especially because at that all time. of our all of our fans were, you know, copying records for each other and getting it off of whatever Napster or the, yeah. whatever. That was all. It was all new, and and Spotify hadn't happened yet, and YouTube hadn't happened yet, and you know, whatever. Yeah, it just we we hit it at just the right time. That it, I mean, I think a lot of bands got hit and crushed by that movement of the internet. Oh, yeah, and you guys were at the strangest time for that. Because it was, like you said, it was right in that Napster era. Yeah, and music itself was turning to fucking garbage. Well, not all of it was garbage, but there was a lot of garbage about to happen. ton of garbage. Limbiscuit was on the rise and fucking corn third album shit was happening. I do a really good Limbiscuit impersonation. Let's hear it. Um, it's very similar to my Rage Against the Machine impression, mm. which is obvious, obvious. But come on, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
Uh, God, that's good. Come oh, on, oh, what? Oh. Chocolate yeah. starfish. Uh. What a dick. <laughs> Fucking Fred Durst. Anti rock and roll. The worst. <laughs> I like that guitar wanna, player though. West Portland. You want to hear something funny? What's up? Here's another. I'm I'm all about music jokes and musical jokes and and jokes revolving around things that I've heard. And so there's this Led Zeppelin song. Uh, was it? Oh, fuck. Is it? Is it? Uh, good times, bad times. I think is the name of the song. Good. T- yeah, yeah. Good times, bad. Yeah, t- yeah. There's a, early. There's. Stuff. Yeah, there's a line in that song towards the end where uh, Bob says uh, that he says, I don't care what the neighbors say, right? Yeah. Okay, so the next time you hear that, imagine an effeminate Forrest Gump saying that line. Okay. I I just ruined a song for you. Because you won't be able to hear good times, bad times without... Uh, all right, without now hearing, I have to hear that song. Yeah, without hearing Bob go, I'm going to do it for you. <clears throat> Ready? Go ahead. I don't care what the neighbors say. <laughs> uh, God damn it. I miss hanging with you, man. <laughs> I miss you too, Tiny D. It's at the end, you know. Okay. After the solo? Oh, yeah. Here it is. Oh, you ruined this entire fucking thing. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Dude, they're such a ripping fucking band. Yeah. What a great drummer. He was so yep. good. Dude. Oh, man. When I started playing drums again, I had to, like, get my hand, get blisters again and try and yeah. get my arms in shape and yep. my elbows lubed up and all that shit. And I was like, yeah, I'll start easy. I'll start with Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Just because it's old doesn't make it easy. Sit your ass down and try to play Southbound Soiree. Fuck you. I dare you. I, think I we dare just you look to up sit down and play that fucking song. That uh, shit, the first time I sat down, crushed me. Yeah, that's a really bad song to... to... And I was, like, I was like, let's start with something fun. I got this shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so sore the next fucking day just from one song. That's Southbound Soiree, man. Yeah. Is that one hand? Yeah. He's such a rad drummer. Yeah. And then... Yeah, not a good song to warm up with. God damn. It's a great, well, I mean, if you're in shape, it's a great song to warm up with, but 
<laughs> Not when you're knocking off the rust. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, man. I was embarrassed. Like, in a room by myself, I Don't was embarrassed. Don't you hate that? All right. <laughs> this is Shiner's cover of Making Love. Oh, shit. We don't have to play the whole thing. Well, if that's going to happen, you're going to go pee with me. Yeah, go pee. We'll take a pee break anyway. Oh, baby. Yes, I sit down. Gertie's peeing currently. I'm without you and your love. If I have I, I'll never be able to get that. You don't need Bad Company off the album Bad Company by the band Bad Company, do you? No, no, no. Arrogant shit of all time. (laughs) No, live, live for the music is the dumbest fucking song ever, but I love it. My my buddy, my buddy Billy Johnson. Did you meet Billy Johnson? You were in town. I don't think so. You, yeah, you might not have. We didn't become friends until after you guys had been here for a while. Um, he died recently. He had a fucking. He was forty-two. Had a stroke. Oh god damn! That's yeah, the worst. You know, he and I used to stay up late nights and do shit tons of blow and smoke all the cigarettes and you know whatever we want to do. Yeah, and we would get into these bad company holes, <laughs> and we'd sit on one of our porches and stay up all night long doing fucking air guitar and listen to bad company. And I can't remember what our favorite song was, but. Bad Company is it is a satisfying listen, even though it's kind of like the lyrics are kind of stupid. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's like kind of just a bucket of cheese. <laughs> it's fucking satisfying to hear it. I love that. It's like it's so simple and it's got these real basic fucking layers on top of each other. It's just so. So satisfying. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to go back. I mean, I think I really only know like the hits. Yeah, man, you know? it's it's it ain't. It's not something. You know what it is to me? It's a real good thing to listen to for an element of of simplicity. When I when I'm going into like a recording or a writing or arranging session or whatever the fuck it is, mm. you can pull from the simplicity and ridiculous 
ease of bad company. Just take it you back have, down to the basics. Exactly. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can use this this real basic concept of rock music to to make your other parts seem more explosive. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. So I mean it it it's its value is that it isn't awesome. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes a lot of sense, especially coming from you. I know exactly what you mean by that. That's great. Dude, there's so many like old school bands that you had taught me that were worth listening to when I was 17. One of them was ZZ Top. Especially old ZZ Top. Oh, fuck yeah. I thought you were going to kick me out of your house because I hadn't oh, really heard yeah, I was ZZ Top. Yeah, you were, gonna, you were losing your mind. And then you proceeded to air drum half an entire record. <laughs> Wait, did I, was I using your arms to play the drums? Probably. Probably. Yeah, that was my move back in the day. I was just day, yeah. Yeah, No, listen. Feel it. <laughs> you made us stay up to like six in the morning. You're playing you know, like Slayer and fucking ZZ Top. <laughs> You are not the only person that I did that to with ZZ Top, man. Oh, I, did that. I believe it. Do you, remember, do you remember Angie? I do remember Angie. I, she was great. Yeah. So one night we did that. We had a party. She was hot. I mean, go figure. We had a party after a show, and I was, I had done some rails off of uh, <laughs> Billy Johnson's butt. I'm sure. Okie dokie. <laughs> it happens. He's like in front of everyone. Right, and then uh, and then I went upstairs and I was trying to sleep because Angie had to get up and go to work in the morning. So I put on uh, like a ZZ Top greatest hits just to like have some familiar music to listen to. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that song, what was that song? Heard, oh, uh, yeah, heard it, heard it on the X. No, no, Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Old. That song came on. And I've been laying in bed for like 40 minutes trying to close my eyes and go to sleep and not disturb her. And Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers <laughs> came on. And I had a cooler full of beer, a bottle of whiskey, and some blow in my room. Woke you up. And that song came on and I was like, fuck it. And I, I woke up and I cranked it all the way up. And it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. And she had to be at work at 8.30 or something like that. <laughs> fuck it. So I woke up and I turned it all the way up and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I go, I can't sleep. And I started pounding beers. I had a white beater on and, and tidy whities And I was pounding beer after beer trying to go to sleep. And then Billy came in from next door. His room was across the hall. He's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I can't sleep. And so we started playing air guitar in our underpants to <laughs> underpants. <laughs> and then two dudes, two dudes that were sleeping on couches came downstairs. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So we had four dudes playing air guitar, <laughs> slamming beers, doing nails on our underpants at five o'clock in the morning. And Just Angie, woke you up. <laughs> yeah. The Angie power of rock and roll. And shit. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, girls are not gonna put up with that shit for too long. No, 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 no. They, <laughs> she was not into it. So no. oh it was James DeWeese from uh from uh, Get Up Kids. Oh, okay. Which Newton so, also played with, by the way. Yeah. So we went uh, we went. We finally got over it. We listened to that song on repeat about twenty times, <laughs> and then Deweese 
finally was like, all right, I'm going downstairs. And, and Billy was like, all right, I got to go to bed. And I go, no, fuck that. Let's go downstairs. So <laughs> DeWeese gave me his, his debit card, and I went to his bank <laughs> with his debit card. Nobody had any money but DeWeese. So, <laughs> so you went to his bank? Went to his bank. I went. To, I went by myself to his bank, and then I went to the convenience store and bought a case of beer. And then I went to the uh, porn store and bought some whippets. Good Christ! And so we all went. I came back to the house and we ordered a hooker. Keep going. Uh, I can't. No, no, no. They ordered a hooker while I was gone. God, it's a little blurry. I'm sure. But I get back with the case of beer and the whippets, and we start doing fucking whippets and, and the beer, and we finally get tired at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. Jesus. And, and this this uh, very nice lady shows up, and she's not who we ordered. <laughs> what do you mean by that? She... We I, I don't exactly know what they asked for when they when they called in the order for this escort, but this she was not it. And so I think they gave her like thirty five bucks for cab fare and told her to leave. <laughs> and we were all tired anyway at that point. We uh, got sure. no yeah. it took her like two hours to get there. Right. She was she's up at like eleven thirty. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, so Super we were gross. all we were all, yeah. It was it was one of those nights where we we thought it was going to be a good idea, and it might have been at seven. Sure. Right. And, and anyway, it just was. You know, we realized our folly. <laughs> that's an incredible. Those are that's one of a thousand incredible stories I've heard come out of your mouth. Just real dirtbag shit, Gherkin. Yeah, that was a, that was all, all the same night too. All of one night. <laughs> All right. Well, Gherkin, we usually take a ceremonial piss break. I know you've already peed because I watched you do it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss in my panties if I don't k- go take a little break. Uh, sure, man. Let's take a. Do you have like five minutes to chill and then come back for a little bit? Or are you done? Sure. I can... All right, man. I'll be right back. I'm, just, I'm gonna take the computer with me. So whatever. Okay, take. The doggy. She's just staring at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Who are you talking to? Yeah, because they have no context. <laughs> she doesn't know what you're doing. She thinks you're talking yeah. to your computer. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you crazy person. Who's this other person? J- um, Jason Gherkin. Yeah. What are some of your early influences for drummers? Steely Dan. God, that's such a good answer. Steve Gadd? 
Uh, well, all of them. All of them. Honestly, Steve, uh, Steely Dan and Chicago and, uh, yes, very yes. much Bill Bruford and Mitch Mitchell, still one of my favorites. Uh, Jimmy Hendrix, is that Mitch Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah. Experience. He died in Portland at a hotel. Yeah. I was pretty sad. He was living in Venice when I was living in LA and I was really bummed that I didn't bump into him at this point. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Obviously, uh, Bonham came actually a little bit later. I didn't really get into Bonham until I was in my teens. Um, but yeah, it was it was all the classic rock stuff that was happening in. Yeah, I mean it was it wasn't classic rock yet. So like mid mid seventies, early seventies. The guy from Foreigner. Really? That guy's that guy's fucking brilliant. Some of the shit. He will do, he will do um, a hi hat fill like cold as ice. It goes all that shit. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But my favorite fill from Foreigner is in that song, "Cold as Ice." He just goes, and that's the fill. Right, just super tasteful. Like, don't that's it. That's right. the whole fucking fill. And I'm like, ah, what a lesson. Jesus. That's yeah. all, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Cause that's, I, Cause that's not Jim what Dallin it's about. about it's, it's not just about being playing stuff. That's hard to play. It's stuff. That yeah. Is rad to play. About playing what's right. Exactly. Yeah. T- Tim Dow was so good, by the way. When it's right. When it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's some of the, like, I, when, what's I just some... got a text message. Oh, what was that? <laughs> it says, uh, Lily says, you still podcasting? <laughs> um, oh, are you seeing that movie tonight? Yeah. I'm going to try. How do I put her on? Hang on. Let's, let's see if I can do dual FaceTime. Figure it out. I'm dual FaceTiming right now. Lily. I won't say her last name. Hey. Hey, you're on podcast with me. <laughs> no. There you oh. are. Wow. You Live and in the Apple Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Lily. Lily, say hi to Tiny Dancer. Hi, Tiny Dancer. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, so nice to meet you. How, um, how, how, what's our time frame here? For the podcast? Yeah. Whenever you want. I mean, we usually go for about an hour and a half, and we're already an hour and 16 in. Okay, cool. We got a few more minutes. They're going to hit me with a couple, like, speed round questions, and we'll be done. Yeah. Okay, cool. If you need any help, text me in. Okay, cool. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. (laughs) Have fun at the movie. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up so you can go hang out with your gal. Go see that movie. Yes. Speed round questions. Favorite drummers. All right. Done. Rapid Next. rapid fire. What is one of your favorite things that you've played on personally? Birth effects. Okay. What else? Uh, first first eight mistakes. That record was uh, it was written over a course of time, but the whole thing was recorded in three hours. Damn. 
That's loading in from our cars, setting up mics with Ty Siegel in his practice space, and um, recording eight songs and loading out three hours. Jesus Christ. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah. The gunfighter experience is pretty cool, too. Uh, We did... We did uh, 18 songs, um, 18 songs of drums in one day. Jesus Christ. For those who don't know, Gunfighter was the band, the singer from Molly Maguire. It was basically Molly Maguire. Yeah. We wrote a bunch of songs (laughs) that didn't fit under the Molly Maguire uh, guys or whatever. And then we were quirky when we... I don't know. It was ninety five, ninety six, and we were trying to be a quirky rock band, kind of like, kind of like Enon was, and then we weren't as good as Enon. We were like a quirky rock band, but whatever. Yeah, I liked Gunfire. There's some really yeah, good so, shit on there. So did I. I. Had a great time with it. I would. I'm kind of looking forward to maybe doing a Gunfighter reunion. I I would love to see it. What also, is one of my other favorite records to record and that I've played on is the Mullen Wire Three record, which. I need to address this immediately. Let's hear it. It's supposed to be funny and ridiculous. It's not meant to be serious. You mean we the, got to... the one that came out in 2014? Yeah. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be ridiculous and funny. Right. It's not meant it's not meant to sound serious, even though it does sound serious. We recorded a bunch of songs that we hadn't recorded in the 90s. So there's five or six songs from the 90s that we just re-recorded that never made it to record. And then all the new shit on that record was based on things that we were listening to at at the time. Mm -hmm. So in the 90s, like, uh, Government Issue was fucking huge for us. And uh, COC was big for us, and Killing Joke was big for us. And, like, all these, like, all of the... If I listened to the whole record with you, I could explain to you what they were and and where the parts came from. But all everything on the new songs is kind of a ripoff of some shit we were listening to. Right. And it's supposed to be blatant, but a lot of people don't know those songs. I mean, we pr- probably should have put it in the liner notes. Right. Now, fuck but, it. Whatever. But we didn't really put anything in the liner notes for you, that. You do stuff but for you, a- and you hope people like it. Who cares? Yeah, we didn't even, we only made 500, and it's not, we didn't, it wasn't on a label, we did it ourselves, we made it for fun. Yep. It was, and it's seriously some of the most bizarre, hard drumming I've ever played. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking rad. What's, uh, what's your favorite Shiner record? Um, The Egg. Yes. How come? Yeah. The turmoil that we were going through at the time came across really well on the audio. It, yeah. Like you could you could feel the tension on that record. Other records that we played on were just records with songs that we played. Right. That's, that song you can feel um how hard of a time we were having. Yeah, it was captured in a moment of time. Yeah, and we and we played we played for it, and you can feel it, and that's why it's my favorite. It really feels like 
a moment in time and not just a record. When you when you said that, that doesn't happen. like I played on twenty five records and that mm. just doesn't happen. There's, I know. One, You're right. Well, the Birth Effects record is a moment in time, but it wasn't about turmoil. That was about party. But I mean, you it's you can play on twenty seven thirty records and have one that captures what actually what it felt like to be there. Yeah, it's hard so, to do. Yeah, that's why I do. That's probably my favorite record that I've ever played on for that reason. Well, when you said the egg, Andrew said yes in the background. <laughs> love that record. It's and, and it's I love it because of that. You could feel it. It's a, it's a thing. And every time I listen to it, I remember every single fucking thing that was happening. What's and the- I was wasted the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So remembering any of it, they would they would purposely get me mm-hmm. fucking real wasted before a tracking session or a writing session and then get me really caffeinated to go into track because my brain would turn off because I was so hungover, but my body would turn on because I was so jacked up on coffee. Wow. And that's... That's incredible. Some of that drumming is so technical and, like, precise. I mean, it sounds like you're the most sober, focused thing ever. No, that's why... That's why that that record is littered with mistakes and like accidents that we but kept good. because it, it felt right. Right. Like I was just literally letting my body do all of the work. I mean, the song "The Egg" alone is just that's such an achievement, Jason. I mean, that song alone. We stopped playing it live God. because it's fucking almost impossible to do it. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know how you guys ever kept that in in tempo, ever. Well, you play it a thousand times and it just becomes muscle memory. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. That's, That's that. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but what... it's honestly it's all it's all it's all brainless. It's it's literally all brainless. Everything everything I did I mean those other guys were thinking about what they did, but I my job was to turn my brain off and let my body do the work. That was the job. Alan will tell you the same thing. Yeah. That was their move, was to get me into a space where my body could do the work and my brain would just shut up. That, yeah, that's the best for drummers. That's so cool. For sure. For sure. Um, what are you? Do you like any of the old-timer drummers, like Buddy Rich, those guys? I'm a huge Buddy Rich fan. I've always wanted that, to ask you that. The Buddy Rich versus Jack Roach uh, record is one of my favorites that I listen to all the time. Nice. But one of my... my I think maybe my favorite record of all time is the uh, shit. Now I'm not gonna remember what it's called. Uh, uh, Dynamic Duo, which is um, uh, Jimmy Smith on organ and Wes Montgomery on guitar, and it's called Dynamic Duo. And the there's a song on there called Down by the Riverside. That, I mean, I've listened to it so many times I know all the parts, but it still blows my motherfucking mind every time. Those dudes are just shredders so who's drumming who knows right one of those yeah but he's he's on it that's so crazy or, or they are on it i don't know how many people are playing i never read the liner notes yeah. i don't sometimes i just i i don't i don't want to know i just want to have it be this fucking thing in mystery. my head this yeah yeah, yeah. mystery is awesome for me i like that shit yeah there's not enough of it today that's for damn sure that's why I was saying I don't. I like to keep it all in my head. That way, my imagination handles 
more of it than the factual side. Yeah, especially for drumming, I think. I mean, it's such a, you know, it's such a vibe instrument. And if you start yeah, I mean, putting your head into it too much, it's just not going to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Are you a, uh, are you a Ringo Starr guy? I do like Ringo Starr. I can't play like that. It's hard. That yeah, sweeping hi-hat thing, and yeah, it's really weird. To calm, like even when I calm down at my most, I can't calm down that much. Yeah, that's that's a little too calm. Yeah, well, I mean, I love it. Yeah, I wish I wish I could play like that, but yeah. Now, there's I do. There are some producers out there that I've worked with that force the issue a little bit. I did a I did a session in LA with this girl Jordan Corey and we did a cover of Miss You by the Rolling Stones. Okay. And again we did a not even close to Rolling Stones version of this song. And I I played a really cool like paradiddle choo choo shuffle on the thing and it was fucking really cool. I was really into it. I was like I'm really digging this like kind of energetic shuffle <clears throat> and the producer says bro i love what you're doing absolutely everything i want you to keep it exactly the same but can you not use your right hand at all <laughs> what so i was like uh you, uh you come over here and do that i was like so you want exactly what i'm doing just left hand and foot he's like yes exactly i love it it's perfect it's exactly what this song needs weird so i said yeah fuck it did it work yeah magically i had to i had to tape a towel to my leg my right leg so i could use my right hand so that my left hand would keep the vibe of two hands oh yeah i see what you're saying you're still playing it but it's not being recorded yeah it's not making right. any noise, and it, it worked out. It worked out great. That kind of stuff okay. is so hard to do. Like uh, Josh so Holiday got... would have people just play the drum. You record drums and then cymbals separately. I still I don't know why. That. It's hard as fuck. I but I still don't really know why. It's where the frequency uh, is recording. I've done a couple yeah. records like that. It's real hard. It's a lot, especially with like active active drums. If you got parts that are like fill bass. Yeah, your fills are part of the part, and all of this stuff, and your cymbal accents, and all of that stuff. Oh my god, it's real hard. Oh, I can only imagine. So, what did you do? Did you just so there's no? Did you take all the cymbals off, and you're just kind of air? Like, I did. Uh, for when did uh, when that? we tracked the drums, I tracked uh, all drums, and the cymbals were on the floor. But then, when I tracked the drums, or when I tracked the cymbals, put the cymbals back on, and then you kind of have to just like fake the drums and then shoot for a cymbal and it was and i tough man i just i i remember the one we did i was i just had oral surgery and i was on a bunch of painkillers so it was my first time ever taking painkillers uh-oh yeah so that was hard (laughs) (laughs) so that was hard are you uh you're a queens of the stone age fan right yeah especially the early stuff um are you no, are you... no, one, one through three, uh, one through four. I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with the first yeah, four. I'd say that. Are you a fan of 
John Theodore being in the band? Is he a good uh, fit? Let me put it that way. Yeah. I love that guy. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I wish, um, I kind of wish that he would step up and take a bigger role as his personality. I, I don't know the dynamic in that band, but it seems like uh, Josh just tells everybody what to do. I'm sure that and, is the case. And I wish it were a little bit more um, John Theodore's personality adding right. to the group like Dave yeah. Grohl had. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guy before, Joey Castillo, was... I thought a way better fit. Oh, Gurkha's making I, some that is, Joey Castillo is one of the nicest fucking guys in the world. I, I cannot get behind his drumming. Although, I'm going to say this, in public, honestly, I don't know a guy that's been nicer to me backstage. Now, we don't know each other, and he doesn't know me, and I don't know him, but he was so fucking nice to me. And yeah. I was just like, I just can't. Yeah, I'm I not, get it. I mean, he he definitely like would speed up a lot and stuff live. I I'm a fan of him. I think he's a beast. I like his, I like the way I like the way he drums. You can see how a guy who plays drums like I play might not like a guy who plays like he plays. Yeah, I, I get it. It's not, yeah. it's not him. I just I'm right. just like just a cup eh. of tea thing. Yeah, totally. It's a cup of tea. Yep. Exactly. No, I yeah. know. I mean, there, there's so many people who will cite this drummer, drummer A, drummer B, and I, and I don't get it. And it blows their mind, but you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I like really simple, um, you know, s- songwriting drummers. Drummers actually write to the song, so that's yeah. kind of my favorite stuff. And I grew up listening to prog rock. Well, but see, that's the thing: is you are a meat and potatoes drummer with prog elements. Like, there's technical stuff you're playing on top of like really you know, songwriter based music. Yeah. That's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. I mean, I have fun doing it when I get to. Yeah, dude. Well, Hey, if, if I get to, well, let's what else go- you got? well, that's basically it. I think that's basically it. What's uh tacos or burritos? Tacos, beer or wine. Why can't I have both? <laughs> Good answer. Beer or whiskey. Same again. Chartreuse would be my answer for that. Uppers or downers? Currently downers. Give me some. Will you get Percocets on you? <laughs> no, that that was a whole thing for me. Those are long gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm Ooh, just getting dude. around to that one, dude. Be careful with those, my man. That's, I, well, I mean, they're really they're really fucking hard to get. So that's that's a good thing. These yeah, days. I'm okay with it. I really appreciate being a lightweight. Yeah, it's cheap. Uh, it's cheaper that way. Well, uh, who cares about cheaper? I just like it when I like it when they work. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I, I do not. I'm, I I refuse to get to a point where they don't work because when yeah. they don't work, then what the fuck am I going to do? No need you can't just take heroin. more. Yeah, it, you can't take more. It doesn't work no. that way. Um, I have a quick. Would you rather? Go for it, man. I got. A... So this is one that we've asked a few people that has stumped a lot of people. Um, Andrew, you know the one I'm going to ask. Okay. Would Jason Gherkin, would you rather have to watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life until the day you die or 
join in with them one time. <laughs> I wish people could see his face. <laughs> He's really... We really ask intellectual questions on this podcast, Jason. This one's easy for me, man. What do you got? Because my mom uh, died 100 years ago. So my it's I have a stepdad and his new wife. So it's a stepdad and a stepmom. Okay. So I'd join in. You know, that's what most people say. Get it over with. Get it over with. It's super gross. Either way, it's pretty fucking cool. So, <laughs> you're going to have to edit that out, too. Oh, you got it. He's like, what the fuck, Jason? He's like, oh, man. That's inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of family, how's your brother doing? Oh, my God. I don't know. No, no. I, I don't honestly know. I, we lost. We don't talk very much because no, that sucks. Yeah, is well, he in you California? know, yeah. yeah. My little brother and I talk all the time. His name is Nick Organ. That kid is a fucking fabulous drummer, but he refuses to play because he's too butthurt about everybody he has to play with. He's like, I don't like playing. They're not good enough, and I don't know. Blah blah blah. I'm like, fucking come yeah. on, man. All he's really good. He's really good too. He's. I think he might be better. I don't. He he thinks he's better than I am. I don't know if he is or not, but he's damn good. All right, one last question for you. This Shoot. is something I've been wanting to know for a while. Out of all the Midwest, the whole Midwest scene, out of all of those bands, other than yourself, you can't pick you, who is your favorite drummer in that scene? Hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah, uh, give me a list of people yeah, you've got in mind. Okay, mo- well, so so some bands would be... Hum. Ian, Ian, uh, Brian, wait, Tim. Ian, Ian Price or Prince? Yeah, Ian Prince, Brian, Tim. Uh, who else you got in mind? Um, Andrew, help me here. Uh, Metcalf, Chris. Oh, Metcalf. Yeah. Um, someone's yelling over the microphone right now <laughs> when they're listening to this. Yelling um, into their phone. I mean, um, well, who no, else would be? There was a few more. Um, there was a few more people around, like David Smith from Season of Risk, David Silver, yeah. I should say. Um, oh God, there there have been a couple. Well, of those people we just listed, I think I might go with Ian Prince on this one because. I mean, I think Metcalf is technically probably the best of those drummers. Uh, Tim Dow is probably my 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 best friend of those drummers. Right. And and challenges himself to play the weirdest fucking shit ever, and can execute it. Oh, he was sorry. actually. He was actually an amazing speed metal drummer before he started playing this kind of music. Really? Holy shit. Oh, my God. He, he should have stuck with speed metal because he was fucking amazing at it. Oh, my God. Um, but I think I might go with Ian Prince because he's got the chops to do all of it. But what he ends up doing is feel. Oh, my God. Yeah. that's He's so incredible. What's he up to? I mean, Houston was like 
the he, coolest he band blew, that no one ever heard of. From what I understand, he blew a fuse, got a little crazy, uh, had to, to remove himself from the scene a little bit, and now he's back in it. He records a little bit with Al. He's recorded a little bit with Paul for a project that Paul's working on called Beta Capsule. No, good to know. Uh, I mean... It's so hard to find anything on the band Houston. Try looking yeah. them up. You're not going to find anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, those guys, that was a, a volatile a volatile threesome. Was it really? Uh, I, yeah. I didn't the, know. the bass player was fucking super chill and virtually normal. And the other two dudes were uh, crazy and a junkie. Yeah. That's so, a bad mix. Uh, no, it's hard to say. Oh, there's another guy. God, I'm not going to remember his fucking name. He's from Lawrence. And his name is guy I can't remember. Lawrence, Kansas? Yeah, and now he lives in Austin. And I'm it's it's my brain damage that's keeping me from remembering his name. Eric Kahn. Eric Kahn. What band? Um Rival Schools? Oh. I think is the I think he's in a band called Rival Schools now. Did he Wait, no. He's a, he wasn't he the guy a, that played in Glassjaw. Different guy. No, no. no this guy's this guy's a a Zeppelin clone, and I love I love watching him play. He's so fun to watch. Eric play. He just Con. Yeah. He, How do you spell Con? Do you know? Like no, K A H N maybe. I don't remember. C. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, oh, did I mention that I got dropped on my head in September and and suffered a little brain damage? Sure didn't. Yeah, that happened. That was fun. What happened? I was messing around with a buddy of mine who's six seven two seventy, and he picked me up by my neck, and I passed out, oh and he fell God. on me. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. Fuck. I mean, spent a couple of days in neurology with a bleeding brain. Got a little brain damage. It's cool. <laughs> Just real casual, like. You also I had a hernia at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I had quadruple hernia surgery last year, too. It was fun. Yay. I spent all of the last year laid up. But yeah. it was a great year. Good. I had a, I had a really awesome girlfriend. I learned a lot. Turned my fucking attitude around. Yeah. There you go. Life is about learning. Yeah. Yeah. And you I, just went I'm, to a wedding too, didn't you? Yeah. I'm much different than I used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing about you, dude. It's like you've always been a super loosey goosey, fun guy to be around. You love to party and have a good time. But you're Ow! you're also really like. Um, into, I mean, obviously intellectual, but what's the word like? Uh, introspective, Fuck, introspective. <laughs> like you, oh, like yeah, all day long. Yeah, you you you'll dig deep in every conversation I've ever had with you. I give it a shot, man. I mean, I'm not educated, <laughs> so I don't have anywhere to go but inside. It's it's all feel. Yeah, it's, it's all good, feel. Man. That's it right. It is. It's all feel. It's all feel. Fuck all the rest. Man, I miss you. I'm glad you hit me up for this. Miss you too, man. I appreciate it. We'll we'll you definitely have you on again, man, for sure. Yeah, hit me up anytime. I'll get Skype on my phone, and then you can hit me up at work, and I'll follow. I'll, you could follow me around while I'm at work. That'd be so just, much fun. We'll I'll be talk shit. Checking <laughs> in with <laughs> checking in like, with Gherkin. Hey, we're just fucking bullshitting on on the Facetime, man. <laughs> I'm pouring drinks. Make a drink real quick. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. What are you, man. What are you drinking tonight, Tiny Dancer? <laughs> exactly. Well, I Wait, actually tonight did, was drinking Dab. Have you ever had this? Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's like a German beer. It's nice. Good. Yeah. Did you did you tell your your listeners at home about uh, the nicknames and? A little bit, yeah. Um, Tiny D, I, which is Tiny Dancer. That's how I decided to hold fucking. Uh, what was his name? Stefan. Stefan. 
I tried to hold Stefan down and make him smoke weed, even though he only had one lung. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, he remembers that. I can tell you that. There's oh been some God. stories. And then he man. got his, and then he got his lung fixed, and yeah, he finally did. He's he's actually upstairs. The building that I do this podcast out of is in the building that he has the studio in. Oh shit! Yeah, so he's he's right upstairs. Tell that motherfucker I said what. Do you up? know it would be fun to have Stefan on with you? Yeah. That'd be super cool. Well, yeah, I know there's a there's a, there's a plus per there's a add a person button right here. Exactly. Well, he can just come down and sit on this couch, man. We'll we'll have a, a threesome. Yeah, I'm into it. That was a fun time, man. I'm I'm uh I'm happy to know you, and I'm uh, I'm glad you hit me up for this. Well, the was the feeling is mutual. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. We'll let you get out of here, dude. I wish I could be there and just give you a hug. I that's, know that's how we always do it, but we'll we'll hug via Skype. <laughs> Oh, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Have fun tonight at the movie. All right. Thank you. All right, man. Love you. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right. Isn't he the fucking best? (laughs) There it is. Jason Gherkin, everybody. God, I love that guy. The one and only. Can I take my thing off? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I guess I don't have to. Doesn't matter. Leave it on. God, he's the best. (laughs) It's all feel. (laughs) It's all feel. That's the best thing about him. It was always about feel. God damn. That's cool. He was talking about when tracking um, the egg. Yeah. Uh, get really drunk and then really caffeinated. And just you know, it's turn funny your though. Brain it's off. like, it's not, he's not saying that stuff to be like, you know, fucking Motley Crue, like rocker dude. He's, yeah. he's trying to make a point to you. Again, it's about all feel. Yeah. He's like, check your brain and ego at the door. Trust that you're an artist. Trust that you know what you're doing. You can fucking hear it too, man. All oh, those recordings, man. Some of the best recordings. I know. Best drums out there. God, I love Shiner. <laughs> yeah, thanks again to Father Gherkin for being on. God, that was great. What a hero. Big time. Good dude. Good dude. Uh, you want to do a movie pick? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. What you got, man? Well, my movie pick of the week is the new Han Solo movie. Ooh, you check it out? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's not getting like the best... Um, like box office or whatever reviews and shit, but I don't give a fuck. It might just be because of uh, oversaturation a little bit. Probably. They're putting them out like clockwork these yep. days. I think you're right. Um, but I think if that weren't the case, people would be going bananas over this movie. I thought it was really good. Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, and I also didn't know it was directed by Ron Howard until yeah. like a few days before I went and saw it. Super good. And I really like the guy that played Han Solo. I think he nailed it. And the cool thing about... So, did you see um, the last Star Wars story, like the side one? The Rogue? Rogue, yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. Super good, but it felt like another Star Wars movie in succession. You know what I mean? Like, it Mm -hmm. felt like a George Lucas, just straight up, Return of the Jedi, boom, then Rogue. Like, it felt like that. This one did, but it felt like its own thing. It felt like a Star Wars movie directed by Ron Howard, which I like. And so maybe that's the the problem is maybe some people are digging that. that well, like the previews and stuff, it does have a different feel. It like, has a different thing. Like they're like playing like classic rock in, in the fucking previews and shit. It's yeah, kinda, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's different, man. Do me for a loop. And um, uh, what's his name? Guy that plays Lando Calrissian. Uh, Donald Glover. Thank you, Donald Glover. He fucking nailed it. Yeah, that dude's super talented. Dude, super talented. So like the Last Jedi was for me, it was a like cut too much with Disney. Is yeah. this one a little different or way different? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I would say I was afraid it'd be. No, to it's, Disney. No, it's um, probably maybe it's too dark for people. Awesome, it's right. like Blade like Runner. It kind of feels like that. 
Okay, cool. I mean, he's a he's a bad guy. He's a mm-hmm. thief and a, yeah. a space pirate. You know, he's right. yeah. I'm gonna see it then. Yeah, it's fucking cool, and it really sets up like why he is who he is later. You know, like why he fights the revolution later, and because at the beginning, not to, it's not spoiling anything, but there's no indication that he would ever care. You know, like he's just super selfish, just a survivor. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and the the really cool introduction of how he meets Chewbacca and how they become buddies and. Yeah. It's super cool, yeah. It's and again, it's it's kind of dark, and it really paints a picture of like what that life is there. As dorky as that sounds, there's like a war going on, and it's fucking cool. Do you have a trailer? Yeah. Let's let's watch the trailer. Solo, the Star Wars story. Yeah. There it is. Solo, a Star Wars story. Check it out. Get my headphones on. Speaking of Ron Howard, uh, the new um, Arrested Development is on Netflix now. I saw that. I didn't even know there was a new one. Yeah, they, I remember they hearing rumors like, about. They, yeah, they like, barely like did any promotion except for like the week of. Have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. It came out like what the 29th? I wonder I if it's any good. Yeah, because like the last one that came out like in 2013 or whatever. Yeah, I think it had like mixed reviews. It was okay. So each episode, they focus on one character. Okay. So it was like, you know, all of the sister and then all of, um, what was that? My character names are escaping me. But anyway, yeah. So it would just like go, oh, Tobias. Yeah. So like all of Tobias <laughs> and all of the mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was so cool, but you, you kind of feel like you wanted to check in on all the, because that was what was so cool about the show. Is like the dynamic with all of them being so insane together. <laughs> God, that shit. Those early seasons were so fucking funny. Some of my favorite stuff ever made. <laughs> I mean, God, it's just gold. Fucking, fucking gold. Job. <laughs> Job. Oh, my God. That episode where he's on the yacht and he, he like, just rises out of nowhere. <laughs> Michael. He just fucking yeah, pops yeah. up. Got his voice. That creepy uncle on the yacht. God damn it, dude. I love it, man. Buster is one of the funniest characters ever written. <laughs> I'm a monster. I, me and Ashley always quote the, uh, <laughs> he says he's in the army, you know? And then Michael's like, I thought you had army training whenever he's home early. He's like, army had half a day. <laughs> like, like kindergarten or something <laughs> army day. had half a day so good fucking Jason Gherkin huh there he is man the there man of legend Jesus Christ what a small world it's crazy to know that guy on a personal level real weird when you're like 16 as well like back yeah, in the, the day touring and shit there's no way that I would have thought when I had first met him and I looked up to him so much and you know, we all idolize that guy. And then you'd think, hey, in my early to mid-30s, I'd be doing a podcast, and we'd have him <laughs> on as a guest. Yeah. There's just no way to know that. Uh, super privileged, super lucky to know him. Fucking great. Fucking great. Yeah, I want to I I get aggressive. Start asking everyone to be on. <laughs> Let's do this. Josh Newton, if you're listening, I'm coming for you, boy. I'm coming for you, boy. Yeah, we should uh, we should check in with Gherkin as much as we can because be awesome. there's so much. Especially with more. like Stefan. Yeah, Stefan can definitely come hang on that. You know, and Stefan's memory is so impeccable. 
that he'll be able to spark all these memories we had with him. And there's definitely a lot. Uh, yeah, the cool thing about him too, he's just so like young at heart forever. You know, it's inspiring. You get so tangled up and you know, like I was really wound up and stressed out earlier. You know, before we started the show, I was talking about that with you. And yeah. It's like, it's just, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Again, it's all about the feel. Go back to the feels, man. Life is short. You know, he, he he's always just kept it simple. He's good at what he's good at, and he does that to the best, as you know, to his ability. And Like he said earlier, he's like, I, I knew that at some point, you know, I wasn't going to be playing Arena Rock, and I wasn't going to be a multimillionaire as, if I could just inspire people. And, you know, I mean, that's just so cool. Yeah. And he did, and he achieved those things. And I, and I don't think he knows how much he really did. That's the funny thing about him. He still doesn't really get it. And I mean that in the best. That's a, a compliment to him. I don't think he really understands the impact that he had. I mean, certainly amongst our friends, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, Jesus Christ. And in that... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He's the best. You got anything else, man? That's it, man. Let's wrap this bitch up. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, again, thanks for t- uh, to Jason Gherkin for being on. We appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good people on the calendar. We're shooting high, trying to bring the best entertainment for y'all. We keep it loosey. We keep it goosey. <laughs> we keep it smarty, and we keep it farty. There's nothing you can do about it. Let's get out of here. We love y'all. Rate and review download tell your friends you know what to do i don't gotta tell you you know what you're doing check out the show check out where's your instagram andrew don't mind if i drew there it is at james ian macmillan or at stateside mgmt if you're a band and you're looking to record contact us we know a couple producers that can help you we love you we'll see you next time bye